All right, we're back. Circling Back Podcast coming to you live from our places of residence. My name's Will DeFreeze. To my right, Dave Roth. You know, the first time we're all together recording again and we hear the theme song drop, it's going to be electricity. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's just not the same doing it like this, obviously. These times are uncertain, but like I want I want to hit this and vibe together. So did I tell you guys what happened at the lodge the other day when I went there to go uh, drop something off? Mm-mm. Second time no. I've been there since quarantine started. I, I was dropping something off there, and this—I was in the—I was in our office. I was in the lodge for all of two seconds before this random dude from down the hall comes down, and he starts chatting me up about like what we're doing and everything. And I was like, dude, we—people want us back in the office. Like we're the young hip guys who are like doing something cool. Like the office is buzzing about us. We got to get back in they there. Miss yeah, I think they do. He said, he's like, what is it called again? I, I always forget, but I, 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 I want to listen. And I was like, dude, circling back, hit us up. <laughs> Subscribe below. Damn. Just tell, just tell him, pardon my take. Yeah. I don't want to, I'm, I'm afraid we might roast somebody. I don't want to let him down. Yeah. Dil- uh, Dylan Shivery in the building, wearing a, wearing a Wilmons t-shirt. Oh yeah. Got to represent Wilmons, man. Um, we started recording it and parks has been good like for the past 20 minutes before you now we were sitting here and started to get things going i told him he's got to be quiet because it's time to record right when we start recording he walks up with my phone he's playing games on it and asks if he could download a new game why is it recording look at it it's a hundred dollars yeah like, <laughs> we're just not gonna do that right now buddy i'm sorry dude let him do it dude what game costs a hundred dollars can i ask in, you a question there are in-app purchases and something. He has this dinosaur game that he plays all the time, and you can there are different characters that you can like win or whatever. Like you get enough points, or you can just outright buy them. Some of the characters in the game cost like upwards of seventy-five hundred dollars. It's insane. <laughs> That's so Good stupid. Boy. He knows more about dinosaurs than I. Know. Based on the Instagram filter thing, like where it tells you what dinosaur you are, and the way that he pronounced these names, I was like, why? Why does? Parks know more about prehistoric animals than I do. Dude is just all oh, he, in he on dinosaurs. Well. It's crazy. Yeah. He, just, he um, just walked up to me talking about dinosaurs. Dude, he, he's all. I there. don't like. I don't like the message that sends that you can just instead of earning a character, you can just buy it. Like I, I understand that we live in, uh, you know, twenty twenty USA post post capitalism, but I, I just don't like that lesson. It's teaching my my friend Parks. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> luckily you have to have it's a face recognition to you know confirm a purchase in the app. Mm. If his face was connected to my phone, he he probably <laughs> running up a couple grand by now, just buying stuff like crazy. Dave, we should teach him how to change the facial recognition next time we can. <laughs> Please it. don't. I can't afford it. Uh, we could we could use it to uh, hack Jason Day's identity True. since Dylan's son is the spitting image of. Former number one player in the world, Jason Day. <laughs> well, he's a handsome man, so I'll take it. Dylan, what if you shave I'll your play. what if you shave your mustache and it starts registering parks as like looking like you? <laughs> the mustache is I the only thing keeping you from not paying seventy five hundred dollars for a dinosaur on an iPhone <laughs> game. Yeah, we'll be in bad shape, man. Do you have any comments on your Instagram that you posted last night, Dylan? Or yesterday? Do I have any comments on yeah, it? What do you mean? Like, I mean, you were you set Instagram on fire. Like, do you have do you have any remarks that you'd like to give regarding oh. that Instagram itself? 
You know, I didn't think I didn't think much of that pick, but I, see, people seem to enjoy it. I guess it's the mustache that are setting people off, or maybe my cute kid and my dog in, in the same frame. I'm, I'm not sure, but I was I. So Dallas brought Parks over yesterday, and she's like, "Let's get a pick." I'm like, "No," nah, as you can tell the way I'm dressed. You know, I wasn't. You know, it was totally impromptu. I was not expecting to take a picture. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. I don't. I kind of want to hide the stash for now. She talked me into it. I was like, oh, it's kind of a dope pick. So I let it fly, not thinking much of it, but it did numbers, man. Still doing numbers. Dylan, that's that's the number four right there. Four separate side texts I got from friends who I haven't spoken to in, in a minute who are adjacent circling back fans. And I got four separate side texts saying, holy shit, Dylan's hot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'll take it. All also, right, hey, wait. Wait Parched till you see mom. what I do this week. I will say, I think your calf muscles, Dylan, in this are definitely amplified by your crouch. Absolutely. Oh yeah, no, there's no, there's no doubt about it. That was obviously on. People were saying that I did that on purpose. That was, I was just trying to squat next to my, you know, my fam there. Um, totally unintentional. My 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 calves are not that that good. Y'all can y'all can confirm that. They're they're pretty skinny actually. They're not great. Um, but they did look. They look like they were popping in that. Coming to Mike's crown, dog. No. Oh no, no, I, no. If Mike was Nobody, in that position, it would have take, taken up the whole frame. Nobody's doing Mother's Day posts just to get a fit pick off and show off their calf muscles. But <laughs> yeah. Dylan, Dylan is. I'm not. I'm not showing anything off, man. It's funny because Dallas, obviously, it was Mother's Day, and and she was bringing Parks to me. So Dallas, uh, Parks' mom is one who took the picture. I, I threw a little tag in the in the post. That was nice. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, you know. <laughs> Oh man! Should well, I keep the stash? Do people like it? Yes. Yes. I love it. I mean, the angle I'm looking at right now, what I'm looking at, it, it's not a good look. This, I'm going to tell you this: there's going to be like a, a, a vocal minority of of ladies who don't like it, and they're like going to beg you to shave it. Don't listen to them. Everyone like all the listeners like it. I bet if you did a poll right now, it would be 95 percent keep it. All right, maybe I will do a poll. Now, I don't oh, know yeah, what the will. ladies in your actual life uh, think about it, but uh, I think you got to do it. Look, we're, we do content now. Lady. Uh, Lady, the, Dave, not plural. The, not plural. I, mean, like his mo- I mean, like his mom. I thought Rosemary. Oh, know. okay. My mom does not like it. She already told me. Okay. Lauren, <laughs> I thought Lauren, that would not, Lauren does not like it. She already told me. So uh, that's where I am. Cool. But, you know, I'm here, to please, I'm here to please me, really. It's not for other people. It's for me. How many uh, optimized backers for you to keep the stash? <laughs> Why am I always the one that has to get backers? <laughs> answer the question, um, Dylan. Uh, 5,000. Okay. All right. I was hoping you'd say something a little bit yeah, that <laughs> more was, manageable. That was we're kind of a way more at moment. Totally out of the realm. It's not, but. Shut up. Just keep it. We're in a, we're in a we're in a recession here, Dylan. Just keep the mustache. Yeah, quarantine stash. They're all over the place. Yep. Also, I just DM Tom Skerritt to come on the happy hour, so we'll see where that goes. Man, four side texts to Brett. That's 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 doing numbers Dude, itself. Four side texts. To be my, honest, my, they... my, like, buddies, my buddies, uh, like my sales guy group chat from Barstool is popping off. They're just like, man, just Dylan's a hot dude. I'm like, yeah, I, I got to work with that every day. Yeah. Dude, they're tracking oh, your buddies are tracking packages. I love it. Hell yeah. I'll take it. At D Shivery, by the way. D C H E V E R E R E. Brett, I mean, Will hit me. Add me on the group. 
I've had my finger on that button for the last five minutes, just waiting for it. I don't know what took me so long. Sorry. All right, man. If you, well, uh, you, Dylan, Dylan, you set the bar pretty high for this week, but I will say, if you if you guys are checking out at DC Rough on Instagram, you will not believe what I'm gonna do. I'm not. I don't know if I'm gonna hit you with the add me on the ground until you until no, you, you post that heat. I want you to post that heat. What heat do you have, Dave? The heat day. Just wait, Brett. I'm t- I, I have never been thirstier to get a gram off. I went through all my photos last night just trying to find like any acceptable photo of my mom and I that hasn't been used previously. I had nothing. And it was just like, I couldn't be the guy. I can't, I've roasted people enough for posting their wedding photos so far after their wedding that I can never justifiably do it unless it's like a one year anniversary post or something. So I'm just screwed. I, I, I got nothing. Dude, you should have gotten the skinny Will Graham off anyway at the pool. No, I didn't. That was a good like, pick. I looked like shit yesterday. Your boy, your boy got faded up during the uh, during the fights on Saturday night and woke up feeling just you know the worst he's felt during quarantine. It was ugly. If you go, if you go two martinis into a bottle of uh, Bordeaux, it's just over. Trouble. It's just yeah, over. You're in trouble. Yeah. Well, there's a fo- there's a post fight hangover that comes from the adrenaline of watching like a big time fight. It was not as, it's not as bad as the Friday night post uh, post happy hour hangovers that I've been having after all of our happy hour lives, because I, my adrenaline dump after those, I just feel terrible. And I'm like in a dark place from like 10 PM until 11 PM. Every single time we do a, a happy hour live. Do you keep drinking after we do? But no. No, but I mean, like, if we, if we, if we could go, if we were in like the, a normal world, I would probably like want to go to a bar after just because I was so fired up about stuff. But no, that's how Dylan is. Dylan's always trying to go to the next bar. Don't point at me like like it's the the Brady Bunch thing, dude. The bar baby over here. Here's a question: when when this is all normal again, and we're doing a happy hour live like once or twice a week, whatever we end up doing it, are we going to actually go to a bar and people are going to end up meeting up with us again? Maybe. But this is going to happen. It's fine. I'll yeah. do anything. We'll go to we'll go to Woodrow's and like have our Austin crew of like fifty people there every single week. I mean, at what point do we just do happy hour lives sitting at a bar, all with like at the same time? Like, doesn't that seem like the we're? Point? Yeah, we're not far away from that. We should just start a restaurant and do it. Talk about the capital real quick. The the deeper we get into this Wilmons bit, the more I want an actual place exactly like Wilmons to open up. I know. I'm trying feel to like. Go ahead, Dave. I, I was just gonna say, I feel like that might be uh, what a book, a business book we once had to read would call a shiny object. Yeah. And I just don't know how. I, I don't know what it does for the company long term, but I feel like we might have no choice if this continues, which I think it's going to. I need to find like a guy who's just like super into starting restaurants, and I just need to tell him, like, dude, we have we have it made, like. License the IP. Yeah, it's like, dude, like I can give you a successful idea for a restaurant right now, and you can license this from me, and we can get we can get mail mailbox money every single month just stacking paper. I don't know if he'll, I don't know if like that this restaurant tour will actually vibe with the rules that we've already set out at Wilmont's. Like, I don't know if free rum floaters on everything is going to be the best business decision for him, but there's worse business decisions than just like starting a random restaurant at this point. I'm going to tell you this. We might run into some issues with TABC, but 
I think once we get past that, I know a couple people who work there. That's the that's the people who regulate alcohol, Texas Alcohol Be- Beverage Commission, whatever. Oh, I was gonna they're say, hard asses. I was going to say they're desperate after Modern Family just like shot down. They need a new hit. Nothing? 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 I'm laughing. I am, okay. I'm laughing. I'm not audibly laughing, but I am laughing. God, wrong me. Oh, well, you silly bitch. Uh, I will say uh, a couple announcements. Watched media on YouTube. Go, Happy Hour Lives have been phenomenal. We, had, we just had a blast. Uh, go subscribe. We hit the 3,000 subscriber mark, which means a new shirt will be dropping today. Uh, there's two. Di- this is the first ever shirt that has a day mode and a night mode. Are you guys aware of this? Wait, what? I thought there's only one mode. Nope. Explain. I don't get it. I won't. I mm-hmm. cannot explain. This shirt has day mode, and and if you match that dark mode, it it'll happen. So just just wait and We're see. Printing glow in the dark ink, Will. That seems expensive. It's not glow in the dark. I wish. I, I wish it could be glow in the dark. So two different two different like color colors or just, like, just what wait do you mean? and see, Dylan. Watched media.com slash patient. Dylan's not gonna be able to notice either way. I don't do patience, Will. You know that. Yeah, Dylan, yeah, Dylan, you can't even tell the difference between like colors anyway. So like why does this matter for you? <laughs> oh man. Sorry. Hat tip Dave. Did I design this? No, no, hat tip Dave for the, the colorblind joke. I just I just piggybacked on you oh, real I don't, hard. Don't I put got, that on me. I got more. I got more. Man, it, it's the cutest thing. So I, I had to tell Parks one day we were we were just talking about different colors and I couldn't figure out what was what. So I had to explain to him that I was colorblind. And he's like, his mind was blown. He's and he's such a sweet kid. He's like, all right, I'm gonna help you. Every time you need help with the color, you just come to me, and I got you. Like, dude, come Dang. on. He's your color guy. What a guy. What a guy. He's your color I'm commentator. Color yeah, love it. Uh, also, one last announcement before we really get into this right now. Our friends over at Honey. You know we mess with Honey hard. It's one of my favorite sponsors, if oh. not my favorite. And we all shop online a lot. But do you know you can make shopping online even better? with Honey. Honey is a free online shopping tool that saves you money online. It automatically finds the best promo codes and applies them to your cart, which makes online shopping finally feel as easy as it's supposed to be. All you have to do is that you're shopping at one of your favorite sites. Could be Target, Best Buy, Sephora, Macy's, wherever. And when you check out, this little box drops down. All you have to do is click apply coupons. You wait a few seconds for it to scan every promo code on the internet, and then the prices just drop. We've been using this for since I've been using this since before they even sponsored the podcast and ever since then, I've just been saving money like all the time. Even if you forget that you have honey and you forget that there's an opportunity to save money, it'll just like surprise you. Be like, guess what? We didn't forget dumb, dumb mm-hmm. and it'll drop down, apply coupons and save you money just like that. It's so tight. Yeah. They're more respectful and they don't call you names. They don't call you actually call you dumb, dumb, but like you feel like a dumb, dumb. You're like, feel Shit, why am I, why am I not saving all this money with honey right now? Uh, yeah, it's it's just great. They've uh, found, and they've got over eighteen million members and over two billion dollars in savings. Billion with a B, and they also uh, support over thirty thousand stores online, and they're adding more every day. Users love Honey. That's why it has over a hundred thousand five star reviews on the Google Chrome Store. Wow. Not using Honey is literally passing up free money. It's free to use and installs in just a few seconds. Plus, it's backed by PayPal, so you know you can trust it. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com. Slash circling back. That's joinhoney.com slash circling back. Uh, so I still don't really know what's going on with Kim Jong-un at this point. And I'm not sure the world does, but it, it came out this past weekend that 
he, he was perhaps faking his death in order to expose rats or snitches within his inner circle. Dude, he's trying to smoke out the haters, man. Dude, I love this. Didn't, uh, didn't Kim K just do this or like a couple years ago? Like she gave out some fake baby info to see who would leak it. Yep. Yep. And this yeah. is all, this also happened with uh, the English soccer stars wives. If you guys remember that story yeah, from a few months back. Yeah. Wait, what happened with them? Wayne Rooney's wife, Colleen, started leaking information via Instagram because she had a feeling that she had someone, one of her followers, close friends, was uh, leaking information to the press. And it turned out that it was another English player's wife who's very good, Jamie Vardy. His wife was doing it, and she just exposed her. Like, I think I might, I might start doing this. This will be bad news for all the... Uh... The Twitter, the Twitter blue check marks that were like, uh, they were dunking on Trump. They were saying how the the new female dictator in North Korea is gonna just like make Trump look stupid during negotiations. They were like, they're almost giddy about it. It was so weird. So, uh, so this has got to be a real setback for them. That's his sister, right, Kim Jong's sister. I reckon yeah, so. I yes, so. sir. Kind of cute. Here's the thing. This is dictator 101 is to leak some information. Snitches get, uh, you know, anti-aircraft fire. But That's if it. you're a dictator, if you're a dictator, why do you have the sister still around? Don't you ship her to like a uh, somewhere else so she can't come at the throne, you know? Watch the throne, maybe? I, d d d does Game of Thrones have any like <laughs> strategies that Kim Jong should start uh, implementing into this? I didn't watch. Yeah, killing your family members so they can't come at your, your position. So correct. That's that's this correct. Is the first, this is the first I've really heard of the sister being in being in the picture. Um, is she is she like an actual threat to what he's what he's got going on there, or is she just waiting around for him to to move on? Who knows? Here's the problem: we don't know, Dylan. Yeah. God, North Korea is such a crazy place. I mean, I'm the token guy that read. I read one article on this, so I can I can pretend like I'm an absolute expert. But she sounds pretty smart per the article. But I don't I don't know if that actually like means anything. I don't. I saw that she went to Texas State. Really? Yeah, she did a poli sci <laughs> degree there. Wow, that's sweet. Yeah, man. I, actually, I was actually in a couple uh, classes with her. Took con law together. 1310 intro yeah. to poli sci, read, reading about Thucydides and shit. If you take away all the terrible things, North Korea is pretty exciting. Like, it's pretty fun, you know? Like, what, what terrible things? Like, the, the, the literal concentration camps or? Concentration camps, the mass starvation, the uh, the mm -hmm. uh, the killings. You know, it's just, just to get, just, you know, stuff like that. No big deal. Road but nuclear program. <laughs> I've heard they got great skiing. He's, he's just an absolute crazy man. And it's kind of funny. In a weird Best golfer way. in the world, too. No, that was his dad. Yeah, that. Oh, okay. His, yeah, his that, dad shot an 18? No, his dad shot like a... Let's see. I actually just pulled up his dad's... He thing. shot like a... I think it was like a 28 or something. Okay. That's fair. You can't... You can't a couple of par fives he, he, couldn't, he couldn't reach. Yeah, I think... Mm -hmm. So Kim Jong-il had... A, he was afraid of flying and only traveled by private armored train, which does sound kind of dope. <laughs> and on these trains... Who else did that? Yeah. Who? Hitler. It's a PFT joke. Oh, uh, sorry. I, I'm reading this. It, it, on the trains, he would uh, get live lobsters airlifted to the train every day, and he would eat them with silver chopsticks. That's sick. That is, that is that is very, very swag. I don't like 
I, like if you if you have the if you have the means to make that happen, why not? Wait, was he cooking said lobster yeah, before? Yes, I'm sure he was. I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I assume so. But like, would it, would it, would it really shock you if he's like, no, he's just fucking eating these things alive? You can't eat lobsters alive. He would boil. I'm things. sure it's been done. He definitely had like a dude that his that whose only job was to crack the lobster claws and tail open. Like that was the that was the guy's only responsibility in life. That's how like Jerry Jones his like. Uh, his one of his kids' husbands is like his sunglass guy, and he just hands him his sunglasses, and he cleans them off and hands them back while they're in the suite. That's a that's good that's good living if you can get there. Do you guys- During the draft, I don't know who that woman was. It maybe his wife. I'm not sure. Was holding the phone up to him so he could talk. He didn't want. He didn't hold his own cell phone. I'm done holding cell phones in 2020. Just for the record. In quarantine, I've become a big speakerphone guy. I just talked like this. This is, this is the uh, the position, Mm-mm. like that. Every, all the time. Whatever, whatever you're doing is working, Brett. Yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Do you guys Thanks, want Steve. the actual numbers behind Get Kim, Jong, money. Kim Jong Il's uh, famous round at Pyeongchang's golf course? I need to, I need to be reminded. Yes. Okay. In 1994, uh, Kim Jong Il once scored a 34 on the course. He continued that Kim Jong Il achieved a birdie or better on every hole. And had five mm. holes in ones. Later, this claim was further uh, embellished to say that he had eleven holes in one, and that this was this was on the first round played at the course in 1987, where 17 bodyguards witnessed it. It's really impressive yeah, he, to never play a course before and shoot a 34 on it. Yeah, like he didn't know where to miss. He didn't know where, like, what the greens were doing. That's really impressive. He sounds like every guy, every team that's ever won a scramble tournament that I've been a part of. <laughs> How are people going so low in scrambles? I don't understand. Because they're they, they're fucking assholes. They either buy all the mulligans or they just they're just straight up lying. Hey, we did we did fifteen under, we did fifteen under four man scramble, and it's the lowest I've ever gone on a team. And I will say that I had almost nothing to do with it besides the putting. But it made me realize, like, okay, like this is actually doable for good golfers to to go out and do. Were you on Drew's team? Man. I was not. I was actually on two two guys' team who were probably as good and can actually beat Drew once in a while. So I was I was in good a shape. 50, a fifty two won that scramble tournament that I went to in March. A no, that's just too low. That's just too low. Yeah, that they lied. They lied. I don't know. I I want. I mean, if Kim Jong Il was still alive, I would definitely be recruiting him for the first ever washed media golf outing. Oh yeah. Here's the thing: if you're if you're a country struggling financially and you're that good at golf, why don't you just kind of you know go play on the tour, pick up some bucks, pick up some endorsement deals, bring it back to the homeland? Ch- I don't know. Maybe change some like some of the public wow. sentiment, you know. So you're saying just be like a guy who gets you know top ten on the money list, and then you just bring that back. But what what are the taxes going to look like? Is he going to get like West Coast swing? He's getting taxed in California on that. It's just not great. Well, He'll have the jock tax, but granted that he's a state entity, maybe they can just figure something out with the interest rates and, and uh, do it that way. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. Granted, There's no wrong alive. answer, Brett. Is there golf courses in North Korea outside the one? I mean, is golf like a, allowed? There are no par... Oh, never mind. No, there are no par fives on this course that are over... Oh no! From the black tees, there's one that's over 500 yards. 
I think I could shoot a 34 this in at North, this course. This is in North Korea, this golf course? Yeah, Pyeongchang. It's, uh, the logo says Pyeongchang Golf Chang. So that's all I know about the course. It's kind of a tight name for a golf course. Yeah, kind of hits. Have you, have I think he's the only one, like the, the dictators are the only ones who are actually allowed to play this golf course, right? It's not open to the public. Yeah, I don't think that, I don't you think know, it's like a muni course where they just got guys like walking around the driving range giving unsolicited tips and like cracking beers. <laughs> Have any of you guys oh considered yeah, uh, faking your own death and watched media to see if there are any snitches? Yes, I wouldn't have. tell you if I did. Well, apparently I'm I'm still a barstool mole, so yeah. Obviously, do we know do we know if he if he smoked anybody out? Was this a successful uh, endeavor? Had to have been, right? I don't know. I love it, though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't love everything he does, clearly. But, like, I mean, in terms of just strategizing and trying to figure out who the haters are, this is a great way of doing it. Didn't he return to a parade, too? Didn't they have a parade like he's back? Just a parade for being not dead? Which is a, mm, a move that I like, too. Dude, the old the old not dead parade. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what a what a what a bizarre story! A lot of bad intel. Psychopath. You don't know what's real, what's not. We'll find out in three weeks that he's been dead for five years or some shit. Yeah, like that's that's definitely like I feel like that's more likely than him still being alive. Like that he's just been dead this entire time, and we're all just running in circles thinking that he's not. <laughs> We will issue a retraction and regret the error. Yeah. Yeah. We reserve the right to not feel bad about this segment. No. <laughs> I think we handled it like with journalistic integrity. Yeah. I think I think you're right. You guys want to talk about last dance from last night? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. I, I will go on record and say that was the best two hours of, of uh, the last six weeks as far as television goes. It was incredible. I don't yep. agree with I, you, but I don't. I'm not saying it was bad by any means, but it wasn't my favorite two episode stretch that we've seen. I thought episode seven was just fantastic. Everything about it, man. It just it got into the, you know, it got into Jordan's personality with his teammates a little bit, and it is just it is hilarious watching him just absolutely berate a, a, a good dude on his team who's just not who's just not going balls out psychopath style shots to steve kerr why is steve kerr punching him in the chest though because it's it's um it's a, a lower tier of of aggression than punching someone in the face do you if think you punch he someone in the face it, it's fucking on do you think he it's shoved, on. did he just shove him in the chest? Did he just shove him away? Or did he like actually like go at Michael Jordan? I will say that it, as far as aggression goes, if you straight up shove somebody, that is more aggressive than you getting than punching them in the chest. Like a shove is more disrespectful. Punching them in the chest, it's almost like comical because it's like, oh, my face is right here. You want to hit my face? Like that means you really don't want it. Well, shove, but, yeah. shoving someone in the chest kind of, throws them away, and then that gives them more momentum to just run at you. Yeah, I don't. Punching someone the in the chest is is more of a, a warning shot than it is like a full on. We're about to brawl. I think. Yeah. You know, because it's like I'm I'm not fully committed to the the head strike yet. 
So we'll see how they respond, and then we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. I don't believe that Steve Kerr's, Steve Kerr's just 6'3". Six, three, six, three. I think he's short than that. Boy, I growing up, I always thought he was six foot or under. It doesn't make sense that he's six three. I don't believe what Google no, tells me. I, I saw him in um in the San Diego airport one time. This was probably I don't know five years ago. And I remember looking at him and just thinking like, "Holy shit, that guy used to play with Michael Jordan." And not the fact that like he himself has five rings and he's a coach of the Warriors. Just like, wow, this dude played with Michael Jordan. That's how just like impactful that dude was for me. But yeah, he, he looked to be about 6'3 when I saw him. And you know how I am with heights. <laughs> yeah, I mean you're you're you've literally never been wrong, so that's that's nice. I've never been wrong, so. Were you Did I see you call somebody like a 6'9 on the timeline the other day? Yeah, he was 6'9, yeah. Brett. Yeah, what it was do you the, mean? Yeah, Brett, it was the 6'9 guy on, on Dylan's timeline. Do we do we confirm that? Dude, Brett, he's 6'9. Okay. Well, I'll just the I'm just confirmation is right here. <laughs> I am the confirmation. You have the confirmation email. Yeah, Dylan is one and two steps in the two-step authentication. <laughs> Were you surprised that they went into the gambling stuff as much as they did? In yeah. terms of the theory, speak. I was very surprised, and it makes sense. It makes sense that ESPN would, I mean, include that for obvious reasons. But I'm kind of just surprised that like the people that were talking about it were willing to talk about it. I don't know. I still don't believe it. I still don't believe what any of those guys said. Um, you believe MJ saying that it, that it wasn't true? Correct. I like I like oh. this theory, and I don't believe David Stern at all. Like, yeah, he looked believable on TV saying this, but at the same time, like, it is your legacy, and you're going to lie through your teeth in order to preserve it. I, I like the theory that he got suspended, but no, seeing the footage from him and, and the devastation from losing his father, who was so close to him and stuff like that, it did make it much more real to me to go away from that actual theory and be like, all right, but I still, I still don't like his baseball career. I don't, I feel like that it doesn't make any financial sense for David Stern to do that. Like, I mean, he, that that's like if tiger, when, when tiger goes away, like everybody on tour loses money. Um, MJ going away, I don't know what the numbers are, but that had to have really hurt the league. It was because Stern uh, was a big Akeem guy, and he wanted him to get two championships before he retired. Loved, loved the Rockets. Mm -hmm. He loved Kenny the Jet. Mm -hmm. um, okay, Dylan, I need your baseball takes. As a guy who, who clearly, you know, you everybody knows you slept with the TPX in your bed every night from age five mm -hmm. on, to this day, actually. Do you think he disrespected the game? No, I, I don't. I don't understand why people why people think that. I mean, he gave it like a legit shot. The guy was passionate about baseball, and he tried he tried to make it. What what's disrespectful about that? It's not his fault that he was you know as big as he was in the, the eye of the the public. So if, wherever he goes, he's going to bring all the attention, no matter what. Um, by the way. Taking all those years off, like a decade plus off from the game of baseball, and then doing like putting up the numbers he did. I mean, obviously they're not good, not good enough yet to make the bigs, but he hit like what, like 208, 205, something like that with a few home runs. That is extremely impressive. If I went to the batting cages right now, I couldn't catch up to an 80, like an 80 mile per hour fastball. I, I, I just couldn't. The timing is it takes forever to get back on something like that. It's it's extremely impressive what he did. Just an athlete. 
Did y'all know about the Terry Francona connection before? Because I did not. Uh-uh. No. And I didn't. I, didn't I had no that. idea about the uh, having to bump him up to Double A because of the media. <sighs> that's the one thing. If I'm a if I'm a different player, that's the one thing where I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? If I'm one of the guys that's trying to hack it and make it in like single A, but like. Uh, I mean, you can't blame anybody. And if you're that team, you're like, yeah, get him all the attention he can possibly get. Like, get all the eyes. Yeah, and they say they said it was solely so they could they could house all the you know the media members. You know, they needed a big enough facility for the media. I don't know how true that is. It was. Uh, I mean, there was there's a publicity stunt involved in all of it, but it, you can't attribute all that to Michael Jordan. He was just going along with the flow and trying to do what he can in baseball. I don't know. If you're uh, pitching to MJ, are you just grooving him? Maybe. Oh yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I think there was a lot of a lot of that question going around back then too. People were like, "Are you just you just wanting to you know to let Michael Jordan get a hit off you? Who knows?" Is that like uh, what the the guy who threw the whatever the record-setting home run for Bonds was, Mike Bassick? He's the one who threw the the pitch, and there's like people were like, "Oh, did he groove that to him? Like to be that guy, that guy in history?" He denies it, but I've I've seen you know some are saying that's I would. pure speculation. I would have, I would have, yeah, fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like that 100. Like I, if I was in the majors, there's no way that I'm like that good anyway. I'm so like I might as well solidify my piece of history by lobbing one up to Barry Bonds and being on TV for every single time that's shown. Sounds great. Yeah. That nobody's throwing Bonds 89 middle in four seam fastballs. Yes. <laughs> nobody's doing that unless you're trying to get it, smoked. Why did it take them so long to figure out that Jordan couldn't hit off-speed stuff? Like, wouldn't that be all that you threw a guy who's yeah. been out of base, baseball since high school or before? Like, nothing but curveballs. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Unless you're yeah, like... You're right. I could also see people being like, Oh, let's see if Michael Jordan can hit my fastball. That was what I was going to say. I mean, if you're the guy, that's a that, great story. If you're just blowing, if you like, if you can strike Jordan out on three straight pitches that are just all heat, like that's the coolest shit in the world for you. You're like, yeah, I, I just, yeah. I just struck out the most alpha dude in the world with my, with as much as I can give him. Who, can, like, I'm is, the man now. Is there a dude on Twitter right now that his Twitter bio is I struck out Michael Jordan in 1996 or whatever 1994? <laughs> dude, whoever that guy is, he's his grandkids have heard that story or his will hear that story a million fucking times. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, that put him born at like 75, 74. So yeah, that's, yeah. That's no, I tweeted about I tweeted about this after the episode a couple weeks back, I guess when. Uh, he was talking to Seinfeld or whatever about how he was missing King Griffey Jr. to, you know, like perfectly, like, you know, a microcosm of my, like, formative years in the 90s. And they showed they showed King Griffey Jr., man. It was perfect. I absolutely loved that scene. It's heaven for you. Those were, those were my two guys, like th- those two right there growing up. So when we were when, – uh, when September 11th happened, we decided uh, – I don't know if it was like a, like a conscious decision or just kind of like a byproduct of the decision we made, but we, we kind of decided we were going to travel for spring break that year very far. So we decided to drive to Chicago, me, a buddy, and his mom drove just he and I down. And they were releasing a new Jordan at Nike Town in Chicago. And it was a huge deal. Like a huge group of people were there. It was just wild. It was really cool to see. And they were having this contest. And if you, if you guessed certain facts about Michael Jordan, they'd give you these awesome swag bags. 
And one of the questions was what his batting average was. And my buddy had no clue, but he just yelled out 202. And we just got a shit ton of MJ gear. We had so Ooh, much Jumpman yeah. stuff. Like the amount of wristbands, like uh, like sweatbands and things like that. We were just like flossing. We had to have looked like total losers. But it was, it was still an experience. I had no idea. That was when I realized like how big uh, sneakers were, I guess, or like Jordans were. Because I didn't know. And the day before we went to Nike Town and the, the sales guy was like, you guys should stop by here tomorrow. It's going to be wild. It's going to be really cool to see. And sure enough, like it, they were just like rolling out the red carpet for everybody. That's how nice I, I, I knew he did 202 because I was like, I, I was like, oh, that's not that's not that great. But Dave, you were going to say you were you were questioning this before the pod. How fast do you think Jordan would have like climbed had he just kept on sticking to it as long as he could? OK, so wait, he was 29, right at the time. So the fact that he was able to hit 202 driving 50 runs with, you know, without swinging a bat, at least, you know, maybe he was taking cuts in the cage. I don't know. But for a long time, I think he has like the mindset of a guy who like he would have made himself into someone who was major league quality. Now I don't know if he would he wouldn't have gone up there. It would have been very unlikely for him to go up there and actually like you know be an all star. But I think he would have made it onto a roster. He has the resources. That's another thing That's about true. him at this time. Like he has every resource that he needs at his fingertips to be as successful as humanly possible. If he wants to go do batting practice in some like underground chamber at like 3 a.m., he can call a dude and they're like, yeah, we got that. We can build one right now for you. Let's do this. And so like if he wanted to do it, I think he could have got like he could have done a lot. I'm glad he did. Interesting. Hearing him talk about the difference in like a baseball body versus a basketball body, like the muscle difference and what you need. That was kind of interesting because I'd never I've never thought about that at all. Never, um, how you have to change yeah. your body for the sports. I've never thought about that either. Yeah. Is that I, mean, some, I guess it makes sense. It, he, didn't, he didn't look any different to me. Do other no. two-sport athletes, did they have trouble in that respect? There weren't that many, I guess. Bo Jackson. Uh, no, one played, no one else has played those two sports, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like but it baseball seems like and football. Fo- it seems like football wouldn't, like, I don't know. I guess fo- fo- since football and baseball is always the combo, I guess maybe there's not too much of a difference there. In terms of yeah. like what you need and what you use. Um, to speak to your point, Will, he had uh, the Space Jam stuff when they just they just built him like a state of the art court and gymnasium right there. Like, I would love to know the the price tag on that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know how, dude. Just imagining going from filming all day to playing in these pickup games with the best players in the world and all that stuff. He, he's just like, he's not only impressive physically, but the mental game that he has, which obviously we know that Michael Jordan is um, like a, mentally the, one of the strongest people in the world, probably. But like just having that regimented schedule and doing it day after day after day, just not burning out. I mean, I guess he did technically kind of burn out of basketball, but he was just doing this at such a rapid clip. It just amazes me. It makes me want to be like, way more aggressive about pretty much everything in life. And then I turn it off and like go to bed and then wake up the next day feeling like a slob. So I'm not, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Also, why did, why was Sean Bradley on that list of guys that, that just seemed like out of nowhere. He was in the movie. Yeah, he was in the movie, but it's like, how, how was he in the movie? I guess because the novelty of having a guy who's like seven foot five. 
Exactly. Imagine being like on the, on the production crew of that movie and being there for that. You see, you know, Patrick Ewing and Reggie Miller and all these guys play basically pickup games under a tent on the Warner Brothers studio a lot. Like that's incredible. It's just for him to get get all those guys to come come to him just to play pickup games. Unbelievable. Were you guys surprised by how many people Michael Jordan called ho? <laughs> yeah. And bitch. I was like, oh man, he really likes calling people ho. Like I Yeah. Ho was a big player in the mid nineties. Yeah, I guess it was. I was I was I was quite surprised by I was surprised by ESPN showing him calling that many people a hoe and actually putting closed captions on it. I was like, oh, this is like ESPN's going hard. Hey, shout out to Scott Burrell. Yeah, that guy's a true. That guy's a real trooper. That guy's the real MVP of this entire deal. I mean, that for him to like agree to get interviewed and it's like, hey man, we're gonna we're gonna show about twenty minutes of you just getting berated by the greatest athlete of all time. So we <laughs> just need your thoughts together. on that. They only played together one season. Yeah, what, that, that must have been the longest year of his life, bro. dude. Oh, poor guy. Just, oh, it, yeah. I mean, he he called him everything except soft, basically, which is what he was trying to say. He was just a soft guy, talented but soft. Um, at, le- at least he did say he was one of the nicest guys, though. Yeah, I did feel bad for him, man. He's got he got skewered. Have you ever had what someone treat th- you like that? <laughs> have you have you ever been like one person's like just kind of punching bag for a while? No, I, I can't think no, of anything like that. I mean, I nothing have. like that. Nothing like that. I had like I I've been there before when like one person would just like you know do it to you, and it it does toughen you up a little bit. But it, I mean, at the time, it just fucking sucks. It's like, why am I getting like berated right now, and nobody, everybody else is just getting by scot free. On my fourth grade basketball team, there was a kid, and we got to we drafted him. He was like five foot two in fourth grade, which back then was really really tall. So we we're like, oh, we got this dude. So he was like the alpha, and he used to, and I was a tiny guy, like even then, like very tiny and thin. And he just he rode my ass, and he would, I mean, he would bully me and stuff. Uh, about five years later, man, I, I saw him behind a bar, and I just beat the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah! So you five years later? Yeah. So you yeah. Were, so you were like you're know, like 14, 12, bar, mm-hmm. 14. Yeah, I hung out at a lot of bars back then. Huh? Wow. That's well, tight. good for you. Yeah. Well, you know, I had to teach him a lesson. He didn't grow. He stopped growing at five two. So he was a tiny boy. Hmm. Dude, that always happens, man. I know. The kids I mean, like, shoot up way early. They they they're done by like sixth grade. He did. He did. I'm not kidding. Like all, all jokes aside, he. He had like a beard and was balding in ninth grade. Yeah. How funny, how, like, how funny would it be if we found out that Brett was like the kid that shot up like immediately? And so like every photo from Brett's childhood, he's like six feet tall and everybody else is like 4'11". I would love it. He was the Andy Reid of like his entire like grade. Wouldn't show. No, dude, I was, I was always like the third tallest kid. I had, I had the perfect trajectory except stopping at 6'1". Kind of sucks, but. I was supposed to be 6'3 growing up. That was like my chart would uh, net out at 6'3. And then uh, probably because I didn't need any meat until I was like 16, that that didn't help me. So Your body was just like, no, uh, no I'm good. Going to need some more info on that. Yeah, I had a, uh, a kidney kidney disease. Yeah, kidney disease. Oh. So I was uh, pretty much 
forcibly a vegetarian. Six one's not bad though. No, I'll, t- I'll take six one. But when you see like my uncles and my on both sides of the family, I'm like, you you could have gotten two more inches if you were uh, if you were dieting correctly. So, also don't know what it's like to get berated at your job every day. So that's another part of this. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, good point. <laughs> I didn't think Jeez. about that when I asked that question. Uh, also, can, I'm I'm sorry to interrupt. Can you guys hear what's going on to my right? No, outside can at all. Thank God. I it sounds like they're hollowing out a canoe with like chainsaws and pickaxes. I was gonna say I don't know oh, what that yeah. sounds like, but that sounds loud. A little foundation repair. What kind of childhood did Brett have where he's like, God, is someone hollowing out a canoe over there? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we had we had this Native American like uh, this Native American center where you could go play like lacrosse with the old sticks. You could go play like you could go literally hollow out a canoe. Upstate New York, man, they they had a bunch of those things. It was tight. It sounds light. It does yeah. sound tight. That's I don't like, think I've ever been in a scenario where I've had the chance to hollow out a canoe. I'll put you there, Dave. I'd love to. It sounds like a man work. I'd like to do that. We'll just go watch Klein's uncle build one on the ranch. Yeah. <laughs> just his alpha cousins. Yeah. Uh, should we talk about friends I don't know how we got there. I'm sorry, but... Let's talk about Omax real quick because everyone knows that living with chronic pain is the absolute worst. It's more than a feeling of discomfort. It can affect your whole life. Many of our listeners probably have some type of pain that's prevented them from sleeping or relaxing or just stopped them from exercising. Perhaps been going on for a few weeks now and hasn't improved any of the treatments you've tried. Well, guess what? We got something here to help. Enter Omax Health. If you're looking for, to get rid of a nagging muscle and joint pain immediately while providing long-lasting recovery, then you need to try the natural breakthrough pain relief solution, CryoFreeze CBD roll-on developed by Omax Health. This is a non-prescription, triple-action pain relief roll-on, and it's specifically formulated to block pain receptors, reduce inflammation, and improve muscle and joint flexibility. And the best part is this 100% natural CBD-powered remedy works its magic within 10 minutes of application, and relief lasts up to eight hours, much longer than over-the-counter products. I mean, we, Brett and I used to just lather this stuff on each other like all the time. It's just like, hey, dude, can you come over here and hook me up? Yeah, I got you. Those hard-to-reach places. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been when, using it post-run on my shins. On a brick and and we just figured out that we that we brought it with us. It it was just on. It was it, we're just lathering ourselves in that stuff. Yeah, yeah. The cooling relief is it feels so good. Like it's just such an immediate like, oh man, this feels great right now. I'm normally pretty uh pretty conscious about what topical ointments I use and C B D uh pain relief cream from Omax has been the one that I can I can trust. I've been doing it every day here. After I go on a walk, put it on the calves and the thighs. Boom. It's great. All you have to do is simply roll it on where it hurts and ice out the pain. There's no messy creams or horrible fragrances like some of those other things. It works within ten minutes of application. It improves physical training, recovery, and performance. So go to omaxhealth.com and enter promo code CIRCLINGBACK to get 20% off cryo-freeze and site-wide. I'm telling you, this product is a real deal. So go to omaxhealth.com, enter promo code CIRCLINGBACK, and get 20% off site-wide. Boom. Uh, can Can we do something we haven't done in a while, guys? Something I enjoy doing week in and week out. I don't, we don't actually do it week in and week out. We probably only do this about once every three months, but it's time. 
We're going to read some listener reviews. Yes. Um, just, to be, just to be clear, I have not pre-read any of these. These are all shooting from the hip from the most recent reviews that we've had. Uh, I'm just going to see what happens. I didn't want to be too surprised, and I wanted to be caught off guard. But I saw that we had a, a recent influx. If you want to go leave one yourself, just hop on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. We love to read them. They help us in the charts. It's just a great thing. Uh, you guys ready for a couple? This is, the, this is the first one from someone named MT Kegs. It says, white noise just got even whiter. I don't, I don't know what that means, but mm. it says, tired of crashing waves and rainforest sounds? Ever wonder what your dad and his buddies talk about when you're not around? Try Circling Back, a podcast about nothing in particular. I think, I think they were talking about just us being generic white dudes. Just generic white guy conversation, and it makes it does make some sense. Right? I don't know why they got to bring race into it personally, but okay. Yeah, I agree, Dave. I mean, that's fair. Was we, it five stars? It was five. Yeah, I'm not. I don't read. Yeah. I, I don't read non five star reviews. If you're out here leaving four stars because like you have some like small gripe, nah, sorry. Thank you for leaving yeah, the review. Bricks, we pal. we appreciate all and any feedback, but just make sure that we get it in in the form of a five star review instead of like a a one or four star review. Is that, is that okay? This one's a long one from Alyssa Rockers. Her, her subject is just, I really don't know why I listen. As the review title says, oh. <laughs> I don't really know why I listen. I'm a 24-year-old woman living in the Midwest. These are 30-something, 50, 60 in Dorn's case, men living in Texas. We have nothing in common, yet I still consume their podcast content and have consumed, the, consumed their internet content for years. Listen to a few episodes. There is a loading phase. Dylan, I, I know you're not in your 60s. Can I tell you this, though, about your mustache? It somehow makes you look younger. Really? Yeah, I don't know what it is. It might be the haircut that, Dude, that's skewing it's haircut. me. Too. It's such baseball. It's the haircut. You have such baseball guy mustache, though. Like, I want to see you just sure. like, I want to see you swinging two bats just loosening up before your AB. Man, I wish I could have grown this thing back in, back in like my actual baseball playing days. It would have been tight. It would have paired well um, with a polo hat. Y'all keep y'all keep gassing me up like this. I might have to might have to keep it for a minute. We'll see. They would have made you shave for the huh? rookie. There's no way they would have let you have that in the rookie if you're trying to be a high school kid playing. <laughs> no, I was supposed to be. I was supposed to be a professional. That's, oh, you that's were. The funny part about it. Yeah. If you look at that scene, it's funny. You can tell some kids like they look like they're 15 years old. Yeah, they're actually 15 years old. It's pretty funny. I mean, anyway, I believe it. It's a yeah, good review. I'm not 60. 60. What? 24 year old in the Midwest, probably living in Oklahoma city or something. I mean, look, we appeal to everybody. <laughs> well said, Dave. We got any more? Will? Yeah, there, there, there are a few. There aren't as many as I thought. Honestly, I kind of had higher hopes for some of these long ones, but you know, like we'll see. I mean, this one says a happy hour give or take i think that's saying because we get a little controversial sometimes but they said this is from ian brad andrews and it says love eating a burger with exactly one in parentheses one hand and listening to the fellas so i guess brett's getting a little uh a little f fanfare here we have yeah, burgers last probably... night oh interesting did you eat them one-handed by any chance uh no but i i know this is gonna make out me as a coastal elitist but I actually we put we put pickles on them and lettuce. 
It was. I know. Crazy. I know. I know. Crazy, dude. What? I know. I know. Just. I don't. Dude, I don't want to say. Edit this out, dude. This. This. The podcast <laughs> listeners and like and your your recent 10k on Instagram and everything else is. You've just lost touch, David. <laughs> and uh, Will, I'm going to take you one further. I also we sliced up the tomato. Okay. Oh like, my god. Yeah, that's just that's okay. you're just showing off. Someone now, got a stimulus check that who didn't need it. Like, come on, dude. Like, <laughs> chill out. I know. Uh, but we could not these were the pre-made patties from H E B. I bought these on a whim. They had the the poblano and the cheese in it. They're fantastic. Yeah. Shout out to H E B. Their pre-made dude. stuff from the butcher is is really uh dude, baller, man. I've always, Highly every recommend. Time I walked by those I've always wondered how hard those things go. They look really good. Uh, they go I very, mean, very hard. Good. And I will say, if you buy any of them that are mixed with bacon, they are Ooh. not for apartment consumption because they will smoke your place out. It's a Kim Jong-un of burgers. But they um, mm. they go really hard. Yeah, Dave, I will say, I don't, I'm not a fan of the pre-made ones that like come in like uh, on top of like a styrofoam plate with like covered in plastic. But the ones from the case... When they are stuffed with like jalapenos, cheddar, things like that, they go so mm -hmm. hard, so hard. I can't, I don't have the ability to stuff a patty like they do. Like they're, I guess it's probably not that hard, but it's, they're perfect, it, but they're patty thick hoop. boys. Okay. Um, <laughs> Brett, uh, I did buy Hawaiian buns, but Hawaiian buns are kind of, they're kind of tiny. And these patties were like, so I had I had like the Wendy's thing going on where like it's there's a lot of spill out. So uh, one handing was absolutely not an option for me. The, the Hawaiian bun is more out. suited to a slider, I think. I'm gonna spill. It depends. You can get you can get the Pepper's Farm Hawaiian buns that are bigger, and they they do encompass a whole burger. Hold on. But I know the ones you're the little sweet Hawaiian sliders are also fantastic. Brett, you recently put out a ranking of your. My buns. Your buns. Do you want to read that ranking on air right now? Because I'm not sure how much I agree with this. Yeah, I would love to because it got zero play in the group text. So I was just like, all right, I'll give a fuck my. Ass. Oh, sorry, <laughs> that was in the group text. I think it's Bad because timing. I think it's Poor because Brett. I was just I was like looking around on the internet like this can't this this ranking can't be right. What what was it? Wash media with intern client as well. It's hard to say. Here, do you want me to do you want me to read this review that we have yes. not? This is an old one, but one that made me chuckle as I was going through. It just says my best friend was in a coma for three months. We tried everything to pull him out of the coma, but nothing worked. I decided okay. to play an episode of Circling Back Out Loud to pass some time. After Dylan finally got his intro 36 minutes into the pod, my buddy sat up and said, Yo, what's Dorn's deal, man? <laughs> yeah, glad to glad to help out, man. Yeah, that's, that's big. That's huge news. Yep. Wow. You saved a life, Dylan. What are you going to do, man? Glad to do it. Someone also said this pod. Someone also said this pod slaps. Uh, and then they described each of us and said, Dave, optimization specialist, Texas high school football booster, meat smoker, Dylan, Native American, okay. dope dad, lover of all things Greek life. I think it's because you went to Santorini that one time. And then it says, Will, hates the state of Texas, peak millennial scum, great at not introducing fellow hosts. You are really good at that. Spot I'm pretty good. Ready for my rankings, Will? Yes. Let's go. Number one. Number one. Oh, you know what? I'll go five. I'll just go five. Number five, country white. Just the, the buns you get from the gas station, along with your frozen burgers and ketchup and mustard. <laughs> They're there to get the job done. Number four, Pepperidge Farm squishy wheat buns. 
Very solid. Number three, potato. Now, here's here's the big gap. Uh, after you have those, no pretzel, by the way, pretzel. Here's the big gap. Number two, sweet Hawaiian that we've talked about. Number one, brioche. Brioche buns are the best buns. They have the, the kind of the golden brown, harder top, squishy in the middle. Toast those up, put some butter on them, you're cooking. Can I ask a question that's going to make me sound like a, a noob in the bun game? Mm-hmm. What's the difference between yeah. brioche and potato? I've always considered these to be pretty um, much the exact same. So having you having like so much between them doesn't make sense to me. Well, potatoes yellow and brioche is white. Is my only good answer for that. Okay, these seem similar to me. I I I, I honestly don't know the difference, so I'm not just trying to make fun of you, Brett. So you're a, you prefer the Pepperidge Farm King uh, Hawaiian to the King's Hawaiian? No, King's Hawaiian is better, but King's Hawaiian makes the slider buns where Pepperidge Farm takes the Hawaiian recipe and blows it up into a suitable bun for more of a, a bigger burger. Okay, that's probably what I need, but I would feel bad turning my back on King's Hawaiian because I feel like that they're like the, the goat, like they're the originators of it. And Pepperidge I, Farm is like big bun. They're big bun, and they're just kind of jacking their, their style here. I'm, Dave, I'm not going to disagree with you on that whatsoever. I, I'm, you're right. You're absolutely right. I just I like the style um, enough to to go with Big Bun in that scenario. It's like going to Walgreens and buying like the Walgreens generic Advil liquid gels when you the Advil liquid gels are right there. It's like, well, wait, these guys had the formula and then Walgreens just took it. Like, should I? Do I need to go with the original just to support them? What's the deal? I do. I get it. I stand King's Hawaiian buns though. I do too. Uh, if you have a honey, I mean, ba- if you have a honey baked spiral ham and some spicy mustard and some King's Hawaiian buns, it is absolutely over. My takeaway from all this is that you guys know much more about buns than I do. Y'all are so deep in the bun game, and I, mm, I doubt that, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> come on, Dave. Come on, man. We're starting a new p- burger podcast called Bunkering Down. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Bun B is our first. Did y'all ever play Buns Up as kids? We called it Wall Ball. Okay. Is that where you? But yeah. Is that where you stood in front of a wall and someone threw the ball at your ass? Correct. Uh-huh. Yeah. Tennis yeah. yes. ball. Yes, we used. Well, we did. We did it with like a big like dodgeball, but we got in trouble doing that. And uh, everyone involved on the on the playground one day, we had to stand against the. Did you guys have to do that when you got in trouble on the playground? You had to go stand against the wall. Yeah, it was like uh, when the when like the Mexican government busts a cartel, or like they 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 find like ten keys and like they they li- they make them stand there and they do like a photo op. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like we were like yeah, we would just be playing this game and like one, we just had to go stand on the wall and it was like what the hell? This is like this is yeah. ridiculous. execution style, just firing squad. It's just humiliating. Yeah, <laughs> that was fun, man. We used to play it at the little league park all the time. Do you guys ever play uh, roof ball? I don't, I've never played no. roof. Maybe. All you needed was a roof and a ball. And you would just, you would have to get in a line, kind of like horse, like a pre-estate, not horse, uh, lightning, or everyone has a different name for it. Knockout, whatever you guys want to call it. Do you know what I'm talking about? And you yeah. go and you throw the ball up and onto the wall and then it rolls down. The next person has to go and jump. And while they're in the air, they have to get the ball and throw it back up before they land on their feet. And so you're just constantly uh-huh. throwing it back up. And it's, it's fun. That'd be, so it's like knockout with a roof. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
and you can like no. it's based on how big the roof is you can like throw it to the side so people have to like be sprinting around it's it's pretty lit it's a situation they made us they made us quit playing that game because at my elementary school the ceiling was the roof wow damn did you go so you went to unc i did a lot of people don't know that do you play with jordan uh no but we we definitely our path is crossed would he go to some of your parties they he was like the senior who came by didn't even drink just made an appearance and left like he was too cool for it but yeah just smoking cigars at times when you shouldn't be smoking cigars in locker rooms he, he's wearing the greg norman shark straw hat it's just like dude it's, it's nighttime why are you wearing that <laughs> no uh true story that that reference uh brian Boddicker, former longhorn great and uh, Duncanville Panther, he showed up. We threw a party sophomore year, and he was a senior at Duncanville. He showed up wearing the straw golf hat, and he just he was in there, and he was like 6'10", 6'11". He was in there for like seven minutes and then left. And we're like, dude, Barker was at our fucking party. That is tight. I mean, that's <laughs> exciting. McDonald's All-American, man. Come on. Yeah. Brett, did you have any breaking news for us? Yeah, you know, as a matter of fact, I do, guys. Well, a little choose-your-adventure here. I just have two things. You want to go, what people are Googling during quarantine or uh, additional dictator-slash-presidential feats of incredible uh, citizenship and, and athletic ability. <laughs> I mean... These are both, they both sound awesome. I don't know. Yeah. They, they, can we just do them both? <laughs> Yeah, we'll do the the first one. Hey, Dave, this is this is for you, Ronald Reagan. You know him, right? I know him well. <gasps> Trickle down. I have I have breaking news as well. Whoa! Oh, shit. All right, okay, let's do well, Reagan. Hold on. Knock out, knock out Reagan. Reagan. Ronald Reagan was a lifeguard during high school. Dave, guess how many people's lives he saved in a summer? One. Seventy-seven. No. No, no that's bullshit. <laughs> no. What, Ronald? <laughs> Ronald Reagan saved 77 lives in a summer. You got to think that pool was just really dangerous. They probably should close that thing down. Was it a wave pool? I don't know. That just seems – that's like a, multiple people a day. Yeah, that's too many. Um, that means he wasn't a good lifeguard to begin with because he was letting these people get in that much danger. Just the same guy like 40 times. You'll see what's going on behind me. Speaking of, speaking of dangerous situations <laughs> – <laughs> hey Parks. Dude, he's still in his underwear. Yeah, he's just chilling on the counter. It's lit. Yeah. He's trying to he's trying to get in your face. Seventy seven is too he many. Plug people. my phone in. He's stealing your identity as we speak. Yeah. Yeah. He's running up my tab on Dave Dave texted him how to do it while you were on the podcast. He's like, get this, get this done. We're gonna delay. We're gonna drag out press breaking news for like twenty minutes. Most kids, when they see a mustache, they're like, it's like an authority thing, and they're like immediately become like, you know, they they straighten up. He's like rebelling against the stash. Like he has no respect for you. Yeah, he hasn't even acknowledged the mustache. By the way, act like he was totally normal. <laughs> he doesn't respect your facial hair bit. <laughs> hey, will will go ahead. Oh, so have you have you guys ever dabbled in the Citizen app? It's called Citizen. No. It's like next door, but like with an ear to the streets. Like it's like next mm. door is just people complaining about like random like snakes that they see and like whatever. I mean, gunshots. Yeah, you guys. Gunshots are fireworks. Well, these ones, these ones on Citizen are like, uh, oh, a car accident just happened outside of your apartment. Um, 
like gunshots were heard here. A woman was stabbed here. It's more like police scanner content. And so whenever mm-hmm. I, I'm, I've considered deleting the app because it's kind of just depressing and the notifications are really unnecessary. But I just got a notification that says Golden Doodle rescued. A dog has been safely reunited with its owner after falling while they were hiking in Barton Hills. Oh my gosh. I know. Oh, that's great. Like yeah. this, this is just the most feel good story from here. And it's now note. I don't know why it's doing this, but it's notified 20,000 people of this. It says the dog and its owner have been safely reunited and it's been, it's being examined at a local animal hospital. I don't know why I'm so into this right now, but like this involved firefighters going in and like it has fractured limbs. And, but like this dog got messed up, I guess, by falling during this hike. And now it's just doing great. Damn. I'm happy as a clam. They they plan on lifting the dog up from the cliff with a large stretcher. So they had to air yeah. rescue this thing. Damn. Damn. Imagine uh, if Rick- you know what? You got to think Air Bud was part of that. Air Bud is actually the care flight for dogs. That's actually <laughs> very, very good. I like that. Man, that's a that's the kind of I like that man. On next door, you scroll through and you'll see a lot of reunited, like missing cat, missing dog, and you're just it makes you feel happy. Yeah. So shout out to shout out to these people, but to the owner, what are you doing? Is the dog off leash on your hike? Like you gotta know. be careful. There's rattlesnakes in it out there. I'll say Bart, like the green, you know, like green belt and everything. Like people always bring their dogs there and stuff. I lived near the entrance to that, and I never want to bring Rosie down there. It's like the it's like a nice little dog haven unless your dog gets lost because it's nearly impossible to find your dog if it get lo- gets lost in that area. And the amount of cars that I used to see driving around, I was like, dude, we can't take Rosie down there. Like, there's too many things happening. Anyway, sorry to sorry to bust in with Will's breaking news, Brett. What was your final thing about uh? the most googled stuff well it was supposed to be most googled things in quarantine turns out i got got and it's like a healthy recipe situation so it's just like 50 recipes mm. you can make during quarantine so it was like homemade fettuccine noodles and asparagus salads and stuff like that so click i'm, click I'm on not going to give them dylan when, i'm not going to give them the, the source or the clicks dylan when you're doing your salmon do you do you have to look up what temperature you put that in the oven every single time because for some reason with me no matter how many times i cook the same recipe in the oven I always have to look it up and confirm whether it's 375, 400, or 425. Yeah, they, they all vary by like 75 degrees, and you just get them all mixed up. Actually, I started pan-searing them, Will, so I, I don't wow. bake my salmon anymore. Yeah, wow. I'm a pan-seer boy. Will, is it true the that bar- at Wilmot, so the, the oven at Wilmot's only cooks at 420? Because like one of the dudes who used to work there told me that. Yeah, we keep it at a steady 420. Um, it's, it's just kind of... In terms of jerk chicken and stuff, it's just one of the best tasting ways to do it. It's the sweet Someone spot. Four twenty five is too much. It's too much. Someone set it on four twenty and broke the knob off. Is that yeah. what happened? Yeah, Tide took it and just threw it in the dishwasher and like <laughs> tossed on the uh, the disposal. And sure enough, we just run it at all times. Brett, I've got some breaking news for you, buddy. Sure. I ate the first few bites of my burger last night with my left hand. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. I mean, it's I get it. You guys, are, at, you guys don't want to be wrong. And then the moment, the moment I lost one of the little sandwich pickles, they could just slid out the bottom. I was like, dude, this is too reckless. Brett, I doubled up. Brett may be able to be walking around these barbecues one-handing a burger, but Brett's also the guy walking around the barbecue with uh, a big like spot of ketchup on his khaki shorts as well. It's a lot of money. <laughs> Yeah, just, there's like, it's like when you uh, you ever bite into like a fried egg 
and or uh, over easy egg and the the yolk just squirts out and, and hits you in the chest. That's what I do okay. with barbecue. Are we? Uh, yeah, I hate when that happens. Uh, are we done with? No, are we no, done with uh, people fetishizing egg yolk on Instagram? Nothing grosser. I've never seen it. I, as a guy who eats eggs quite literally every day, nothing grosses me out more than just seeing a, someone with a like pop a yolk in like slow mo portrait or something. Yeah, it's gross. It's gross, and I don't like seeing it. Like, I don't like the boomerangs that show like someone breaking a yolk. Like, what is stop? It's just an egg, man. Like these are these are very common. We don't need that for your IG. No. Hey, Will, why is uh, why is Dylan banned from Wilmot's special events? He knows why. He he absolutely fucking knows why. Dude, I apologize for that. I told you I'll never do it again. I know. Um, I apologize. I apologize to the wait staff. I I don't I don't get you it. You have man. to wait till June first. We took a I took a poll last night with the wait staff, and June first was the date that they said that you'd be allowed back in. You know, that's not so bad. No. Okay. Three weeks. Nope. Okay. Thank yep. you. Yep. Hopefully we're around Brett. hopefully we're around them, but we'll see. <laughs> One more question. Brett, how do you feel about the fried egg on a burger? I'm curious. Well, well, here's the thing. It's overdone. It's like truffle in anything. People are putting fried eggs on on every sort of burger now. It's on the breakfast burgers. It's not now overdone. It's, now it's, it's not overdone. Now it's, it's it over is overdone, easy. Dylan. I've had, uh, I've had like two in my life, man. It's not overdone. It's on every menu, though. That's the problem. I don't think everything's it got the the fried the fried egg add on. Let fried eggs be breakfast burger like uh, additions, and that's it. Oh, see, I, I, don't I, want I like them on burger. I don't need it. I, I still it. have yet to have a breakfast burger, but I imagine I they're don't. Pretty good. No. I don't like. I I like how it tastes, but I don't like the mess that it has. So if I'm doing that, it's, it's very fun. rare. It's very rare that I'll actually do it, even though I do think it tastes amazing. But it usually it usually takes me to be in a, a real mood to do it, either like hungover, starving, or just not caring. Yeah, man. Don't put a Get, if, if there's if there's fried egg on my burger after two p.m., I'm doing something wrong. Oh. Two p.m. is your cutoff. That sounds pretty firm. Yeah. It's firm interesting. Park says taking his negotiations to the next level. He says he will pay for it with his own money. Okay. This Dude, tell him I already like, Venmoed him. I Venmoed him for it. It's fine. <laughs> it's on me. <laughs> like we're not we're not going to dip into your, your savings account to, to pay for this, but it's it's all right. Did I tell you, you he was it. he was trying to get me to tweet out his cash app? Really? <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, dude, I'm not. Use he his Callaway cash share. App. Can you use his Callaway share as collateral? He has one share of Callaway. One that's worth a one lot share. of money. <laughs> we get it. We get a dividend check every quarter for one cent. That's tight. Literally, it's <laughs> one cent every single time. That's, that's tight. Funny. Are you just are you just cashing those and just putting it in your pocket? I haven't deposited a single one of them yet. Take, it's just not, I don't think it's worth my time. Dude, my time. mobile deposit, dog. Yeah. Uh, the people know, at Callaway are like, who are these jerks throwing off our accounting? They're just not cashing their <laughs> dividend checks. They don't appreciate. Yeah. It's costing them more money to like all up, you know, the, the postage than, it, than the checks worth. Oh, they're losing fifty cents on every single time they do that to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, should we get out of here? Yeah, we should. I hate. To, I hate yeah, that I'm guess. saying this right now. I hate that I'm saying this. Pretty excited for listening to your heart tonight. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. No. I do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I think this is a pretty good episode. Okay. Of what like we that. of what we just recorded. Listen to your heart, it'll be fine. 
Let's knuckle on that day. Boom. I'm trying to get in. Huh. Let me in. Get nuts. A quad nut? Okay, we should we should probably get out of here. Yeah, we should what probably do leave. It? Yeah, let's go. This this stinks. All right. <laughs> this episode sucks. <laughs> I take Bye. back what I said. Fuck this episode. <laughs>